Yeah. All right. All right. Welcome everybody to the Paul Hederman Reflections on the 12 Steps. Just a friendly reminder, this is not an AA meeting. This is just one member's view on the exact nature of the wrong as described on page 64 of the AA Big Book. Um, good morning, Paul. You have your book with you today? Some of it. Yeah, page 43. I, I think so. If not, just read it anyway here. Let me see. All right. It's, it's, a, sm it's a small little paragraph today. It, it's basically what I see it as is a summary of the chapter about more about alcoholism. And uh, I think you'll find a good little nugget that you can riff on in that. So here we oh, go. go ahead. 43, the last paragraph. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink. And except in few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. I'll turn it over to you, Paul. Well, thanks, Michael, for everything, really. And uh, thanks, everyone, for being here. Uh, obviously, that's the, the whole nut of it, yeah. The problem resides in the mental activity. So the mental activity is not going to provide a solution to the powerlessness that seems to occur concerning the first drink. So they discovered that through an idea, let's, let's, not, let's keep it vague and let it tell us what it's like instead of trying to tell it what it's like. Yeah, so let's take, take it, keep it vague, a higher power or something greater than self. Yeah the self that has defeated us. So it's a very simple recognition and it worked for them, this idea. And, you know, of course, a lot of people gave it a name, God and stuff like that. But basically it's a higher power uh, and self is a lower power, so to speak. And we seem to be driven by the lower power because the higher power is an unsuspected inner resource. We don't know it's, it seems to be available. And when we do know it's available, we try to meet it as self through self and it doesn't work. So they fell upon something that worked finally, that they could actually formalize a way of uh, recovering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And this was the, the main, this was the nugget they put out, which is no human power, for some of us, no human power can uh, relieve us of this activity, yet something does. And we deem it called the higher power. And then we process, we go through a 12-step program to facilitate a stabilization of the dynamic of higher power and lower power instead of lower power as the higher power. Now we have the higher power and we hear from the lower power. Yeah, maybe uh, a little too much than we like, but basically at least the volume's gone down and you're not actually being compelled to act based on its false evidence. And therefore a lot of places you used to have to visit, you don't visit anymore. It's pretty good, yeah. Just, I mean, really, what's absent out of our life is one of the greatest values. And how can you tell? Yeah. Like I just woke up today. Uh, 
this is like the head. So something about my uh, hip area in the back has been just has been sort of funky for a couple of months. Yeah. Then it's been relieved and I didn't even notice it for a day or two because the head doesn't like to point that out. Yeah. It, it ran with a story. Now the story has changed. So it just moves to another story. Yeah, now it's the sinuses or something. <laughs> it's just basically, it rides a horse until it changes, which to wit is dead, and then it gets on another horse. Yeah, and then you don't feel the gratitude of the absence of that pain that was the the topic of uh, observation for the day. Yes, it's amazing how we'll forget a miracle in like a half an hour, and yet constantly remembering a seeming slight of 40 years i mean it, it really shows you your, your co its colors if you can watch it yeah really i mean it's not your amigo as they say it uh so yeah that's the whole point yeah we've admitted that we're screwed uh and that know you in power and we all most most of us have a lot of evidence concerning that. My mother wanted me to be sober. She did. My mother probably loved me more than anyone else loved me on this planet. Yeah. And consistently, and her most ardent wish, and she had her church go with it, with novenas and prayers and St. Jude medals and St. Christopher medals with little pictures of a imaginary picture of St. Christopher crossing a river with a fucking sheep and whatever, just on and on and on and nothing could do it. Yeah, I swear. I spent two years in a program that didn't do it. I spent many weeks, not week upon week, but at least three or four days, quite a lot in jail. I spent a lot of time in a hospital, lots of time in hospitals. Yeah, nothing was doing it. The thing just reinvigorated itself. Yeah. No matter how how demoralizing the condition it brought me to, it uh <laughs> it would show back up. Yeah. And uh it's I was pretty demoralized, seriously. I thought I gave it my best shot when I went to this program called Delancey Street from in 1985. And I without Planning on it, I submitted to staying there for two years. And in those two years, I got physically better, healthier. I felt camaraderie. I had a purpose. I was doing service. I went to college. All these things uh, that were never available under my own direction became available when someone else was telling me what to do. <laughs> you know, it was a pretty big clue that I'm not managerial quality. So when I got uh, left there with the hope that that period, though rather long, was over in my life, and then it snuck back in, was very demoralizing, obviously. And I, I didn't need the, I, that huge window of possibility, which is a seemingly hopeless state, was a hopeless state of mind and body. This, the, it was, that's how it appeared to me. It appeared hopeless. And so I just wanted to stay oblivious until I went to jail, institutioned, or died. Really, that seemed to be the last strategy. 
And uh, there I was busily doing that and I got struck sober. Something happened and knowing I, it was just so beautiful, really, <clears throat> because if I just got struck sober and everything went the way it would go, like it has been going, it would have died on the vine, really. But life conspired to bring me into my first AA meeting that night. It was incredible. I mean, I had no intention, never even thought of that AA or anything. And then uh, there I was, and it was prefaced with, do you want a place to stay? So I had no real keen interest in going to AA. I wanted a place to stay that night. And I went to AA, and then that miracle met what was going to extend it, which was a design for living which is what the 12 steps are, completely based on that nugget we just shared, yeah? The mental state can't seem to get us out, get out, get us out of it. Uh, people can't get us out of it. We sought refuge in a higher power and that has succeeded, yeah? And so why, do, why does it behoove us to learn about? You don't need to learn about the higher power. You'll find out about it. You need to le learn about the lower power. You have to see, I don't care, no, you have to do whatever you want, but I think the, the dominant uh, view is to see self is what has defeated us instead of calling us, us self, yeah? I mean, how, how far are you going to go when there's a belief that you hate you? You know what I mean? I mean, I believe self may hate something. I don't believe you hate you. I don't. I really don't. I mean, were you were a kid, were you hating you at three or four years old? I don't know. It just seems like we grew into some insane ideas. Yeah? I mean, seriously. If I'm my own worst enemy, something needs to be reconsidered, don't you think? Really. If I'm my own worst enemy... That should, that should set off alarms. Something's up if you are your own worst enemy. It's, it's mind-boggling, yeah? <laughs> to go ahead, all right, I start every day as me, my own worst enemy. <laughs> Good luck with the day. Now I know it makes sense that you'll be anxious about how things are going to go because you, they're being directed by that which is your own worst enemy. I mean, seriously. Doesn't it recognize, why do you want to see that self has defeated us so that it doesn't, it stops defeating us? Yeah. And how does, and how does it defeat you? I humbly believe it convinces us it's us. Yeah. So while it's talking, and telling us how it feels, we, we take on that feeling as ours, yeah? I'm crazy, I'm disconnected, I hate whatever, I, you know, resent, and jealous, envious, fucking all this shit all day. And as soon as it says something about itself, we take it to be us. That's insane, yeah? I saw someone, I've seen this happen, and I feel sorry about what happened to this guy, John. But John was in AA, 
and he would share and he had depression, maybe what you call clinical depression. I had no idea. I didn't have an experience of life like he did. Yeah, I knew the volume in my head was high, but I would imagine it was much higher in his head. And he would share and he says, I'm always bummed out. Yeah. And so this one day he shared it for a few minutes at a meeting I was at. And then I saw him at a party that night and I saw him smiling and I walked up to him and I said, John, are you bummed out right now? And he wasn't fucking bummed out right now. So he was living under a giant blanket of a story that he's always bummed out. Yeah. Can you imagine that? So even when there's evidence contrary, it gets overridden by the faith in the fucking head. I'm always bummed out. He wasn't always bummed out. I saw moments when he was laughing and smiling. Yeah. That little bit of a life preserver can save your fucking life because this mental ocean is going to drown you. It's going to have you believing you've always been bummed out or you've never been loved or this and that. It's not true in most cases. Yeah. So if self it seems to be your own worst enemy, it would probably be really, really valuable to see it as other than you. Don't you feel? I didn't see the possibility. I wanted to get out of self. I mean, seriously. I went to great lengths and I would pay any consequence tomorrow just to get out of self for a few minutes. It was, it seemed worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get out of that thing, but I didn't realize I would, there was an identification as that thing that prevented me from ever, ever fulfilling the possibility I can be free from it because I was trying to be free as it over and over and over again. The ways I tried to be free was the same, but the direction was, was not the same, but the direction was, which was as self. I was attempting to be free as self when the freedom is from self. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. The bondage of self is the identification as self when you're something other than self, yeah? I felt great changes occurred when that got cleared up, I swear, about the seventh year of my sobriety. Things got, uh, possibilities just flew in that were not, they were hovering, they just could never land because I was caught in that conundrum of self trying to get out of self. And it was better that it didn't land because they would have just gotten blown up and shit. It was better that those possibilities didn't show up because they would have been neutered and killed. So there was a waiting, a waiting. And then when the conditions were right, shit happened. Yes. And that shit happened and it could get integrated. It didn't get fucking attacked. It was like I, there was a change. There was a change in the basis of my life. I had a new attitude and a new outlook. I had a new freedom and a new happiness. Yes, I wasn't seeing through the same old glasses anymore. I was seeing the same stuff, but I was seeing the same stuff quite differently because I was wearing a new pair of glasses. 
finally, I realized I was not that which has defeated me. Yeah. Maybe I can't change the history, but I can definitely affect the present and the future. Or I can allow something to affect the present and the future. Yeah. I may be get defeated by old age. I may get defeated by whatever, but I'm not getting defeated by self. That's fucking for sure. <laughs> that battle's been won. <laughs> The big, the little dog that was masquerading and parading around like the big dog got very humble when the big dog arrived, which is the higher power, yes? The unsuspected inner resource is the last thing that the head wants to become suspected. It's the last thing because you're it, yeah? Yeah, so... I have, after this all started to occur, I do not see I have it out for me. I don't. <laughs> I don't feel there's a deep hatred in my gut for me. I just don't. I feel acceptance showed up and forgiveness occurred. Yeah. Once the regime was overthrown. Yeah. A much more benevolent leader has been put into place. Yeah. I have a new employer. <laughs> <laughs> it uses me much different than the old employer does. And I'm incredibly grateful as a tool to be used by the new employer. Incredible. I am so fucking grateful and, and honor this event. Yeah. <laughs> Just blows my mind. So here we are. We can go into go into everything, but I feel this is the best thing I have to offer is a recognition that you are not doing the act of being identified as self. You are listening to the act of being identified as self. Yeah. And with faith and belief, if, there, if there's a listening to this act of being identified as self, there's going to be a picturing of you as self, yes? Not based on the power of the advertising, but based on the power of the audience, yeah? If the audience believes this fucking act is true, it's going to seem to be true, yeah? And this is what AA says, perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Yeah. What does it look like to trust finite self, faith in the thoughts? Simple as that. And faith, I mean, do you really believe the head is good at recognizing and uh, describing feelings? I don't think it has a fucking clue what a feeling is. I know. It's scared shit of feelings, tries to name them quickly. Yeah, doesn't want them to be around that long. Yeah. Here you are, one of the major events of this life is feelings, and the thing that's leading it in our life doesn't know what the fuck a feeling is. 
it thinks it thinks it thinks uh, excitement is anxiety. Yeah, it won't even as soon as you start feeling excited about the trip to Hawaii. No, 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 you can't do that. What the fuck? Remember when you were a kid, you were excited over nothing most of the time. Or I watch my dogs. You just get excited by whatever. Yeah. This fucking head has thrown a big wet blanket on that. <laughs> what, is, what? It's got a many splendid form of slavery. The bondage itself is just that. You're wearing something. Your ability is to reach 12 feet, but what you're wearing confines you to only reaching six feet. And, and calling it our skin drives us to have to adapt to that limitation. When it's a jacket, if you took it off, you could reach 12 feet. Yeah? This isn't you. We're not gonna, it's not you need to shed your own skin. You're wearing something. That's something that you grew into, you can outgrow. Yeah. What does it mean to outgrow? All right. Something vague has grown into something. Let's call it fear, yeah? Or anxiety. Then that something vague can outgrow it. Yeah. Do you believe self grew into fear? No, I believe self has claimed fear and used it to produce mental anxiety. Yeah. And I don't see it wanting to grow out of it. <laughs> Tell you the truth. <laughs> it's been fishing that hole for a long time. It's been catching us quite easily. Why would it go anywhere? Yeah. You're never going to be loved. Uh, yes. So we grew into this idea of self and we can grow out of this idea of self. We can, yes. You don't have to grow all the way out of it. All you have to do is get to 50% zero, zero, zero point one. And now you're on the winning side. Suddenly, the volume, which is not produced by selfing, it's our interest and attention that gives it its volume. That interest and attention moves to other things. And now you hear it, but you're not listening to it. Yeah? Hallelujah. Have you done a lot of the things that today, have you done a lot of the things that your head wanted you to do? Probably not. Yeah. When you were actively out there, did you do a lot of things that the head wanted you to do? Yes. That's a huge difference. Yeah. The head still wants you to do a lot of shit, but you're not doing it. And what happens if you're not doing it? Some other shit's going to happen. Yeah. And then you can judge the trees by the fruit, which one you like. Yeah. You want to keep trusting the finite self? Or do you want to allow yourself to be moved onto the tree of trusting the infinite? Yeah. You can tell the trees by the fruit. Yeah. A lot of us are winning, yet that we're so addicted to the head, we think we're going to lose at any second. 
we some of us are on a 35 year winning streak amazing yeah wouldn't you have a certain like built up faith in that which has kept you and got you sober for 35 years <laughs> I would think you could grow into faith. I've seen miracles in other people's lives, so many of them. And I've seen when it changes, when they go back out. Yeah. The miracle can't extend as much because they're now drinking, but the miracle is still available. They can get sober. Yeah. But right now, they don't have 30 different vacation possibilities. They may need to go into a rehab, yeah? So the drinking limits it pretty quickly, but it doesn't ever take away the miracle of getting sober. That's awesome, isn't it? Awesome. How many people I knew that gone in and out, and then finally one time they stay, yeah? The miracle is always available. Yeah. Now, if you want that a miracle and that possibility to extend and to grow, stay sober. That's what it will do. Yeah. But drinking will not put that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. The problem resides in the mind, so the mental state can't get us out of the problem that is from the mental state. We also realize no human power could do it yet, but we found a way, which is the idea of a higher power, to break the trust in finite self so that trust can migrate to the infinite. Yeah, there you go. Most of us need a way of life. If you're real alcoholics and addicts, here we are, the community of recovery. What's one of the most fundamental things we need when we're in the habit of going up the ass of self? Ways to get out of the ass of self, service, yes? So many people have called me, so many people appear in the Zoom and they're trying to think themselves out of the what's driving them crazy, which are the thoughts. And if they would just go and do service with someone they don't know, soup kitchen or anything like that, I bet you they'd feel a lot better. Yeah, it just works. If you, if you have the clear diagnosis of the problem, then you'll see why the solutions work. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it, didn't it uh, blow your mind when you first were coming in and bitching to someone because they were nice enough to listen to your bullshit for 20 minutes about all the pending court dates and I have no money. And then they would always end up saying, after they listened to you very attentively, well, go to a meeting. And it would just make absolutely no fucking sense. I've got to, I've got to be like a bull. I've got to charge ahead directly at my problem, which is I need a place to live. And they would go, go to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> now, which has worked out? 
your logic or the logic of recovery. Uh, it was the logic of recovery. Yeah. Then all those pressing problems seemed to work themselves out once you started to get sober because you were onto it. The real problem was active addiction and alcoholism. Yeah. Bingo. You hit it on the mark and then relief ensued. Yes. If there isn't relief, there's something probably off. And most of the time, it's going to probably be found where you are. Yeah. Not in the program of recovery, but where you are. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here. And uh, thank you, Michael, for all the service and keeping Zen bits slap afloat on the zoom on the zoom the zoom surface so anyone want to share anything i see yeah, anybody have any questions or, or shares for kurt emerson yes all right hey kurt how you doing today buddy come on in Hey, hey, Michael. Hey, Paul. Kurt. Um, you know, I was just thinking about the, the conversation before the meeting that kind of led into what was read about. And, um, you know, I've, I've shared this in the meeting before, you know, and you said it, you know, the main problem centers in the mind. And a friend of mine, you know, said, you know, I'm really being hard on myself. And um, we said, you know, there's another way to look at this. And they said, well, what, what's that? And I said, maybe self's being hard on you and you believe it. Like there was a totally different viewing platform. Like this condition. And I get it. I totally get it. I mean, you know, you said it. I drank it 19 years sobriety. And... Uh, when I got released from that, it was obvious what was going on for 19 years, sober. And, you know, the way I interpreted it and the way my sponsor said it to me was, he said, look, he said, you just manage in your life with spiritual principles, but really that's not what's happening. You're managed, this condition is managing your life. And you didn't even know it. You were driven, just like the book said. And, you know, even when it says, when we became alcoholics crushed by a self-imposed crisis, you know, I read that totally different. I thought, oh my God, the, this imposition of self, this condition is how I became alcoholic. I was trying to get some ease and comfort by drinking to get released from that condition. The problem was, like you said, I was totally identified as the condition. And how that showed up was in my head. And that little shift that needed to happen, it wasn't produced by me. Um, it wasn't about looking for the, the solution. It was really seeing the problem clearly. And then, like you said, the solution was self-evident. You know, it was just self-evident. So it's nice to be in a meeting where that is constantly reinforced and talked about because um, it's like 
whittling away at a little brick wall, you know, with a little tiny pick. <laughs> you know, you don't think you're getting anywhere. But the longer you're here, eventually that wall's going to come down. So I just appreciate your format. Appreciate Michael, too, and Nina and all the people that really make this thing happen. So thanks. That's all I got. It's always good to hear from you, Kurt. But so here, we suffer from a condition that says it's having all of the conditions. Yes? The assumption when it says it's having all the conditions that it is not the condition, it's us. Yeah? But it's, its condition is presented as it's having all the other conditions which it isn't, yes? So it talks to us as us. It actually tells the truth, I'm afraid. But then we take that to mean I'm afraid, yeah? So a lot of people, you get into this when they're afraid of a spiritual awakening, yeah? Because their head says, I'm afraid of a spiritual awakening. And of course it would be, because that would be a demise to its story, yeah? But see, then there's an alliance or an allegiance, or we get bound to its condition, which is I'm afraid of a spiritual awakening. And now we say we're afraid of a spiritual awakening, where the spiritual awakening would probably be one of the greatest fucking possibilities in your life. Why the hell would you be afraid of that? No, it's something that sees the awakening as a threat that's afraid of it. This is what needs to become clearer because we keep living based on its condition about our condition. And its condition is not our condition. Yeah. That's why it says we need a new attitude and a new outlook. We can't work the same old, same old. We need a new freedom and a new happiness. It doesn't say we need it. We have it. That's what happens. Yeah. We don't think we need that. We want to have the same attitude, but have everything go our way. Yeah. But this is beautiful. It's new. New. Established. So now I see its condition, but I've stopped calling it my condition. So... Yes, like that song, I'm dropped in to see what condition its condition was in. <laughs> and I tell the truth about its condition and stop calling it my condition. Seriously. And maybe slowly, maybe quickly, maybe a mass big leap, maybe small, a bunch of leaps. It doesn't matter. As soon as a certain amount of interest and attention leaves, the preoccupation with its condition as our condition, our condition starts shining through. And our condition is of a spiritual nature. Yeah. Our condition, us, our. Its condition is of a mental nature. Where the problem resides. So the living aspect of the problem is self, this idea, yeah, that's describing its conditions to us, and we're taking its conditions to be our conditions. 
And this simple, simple example that shows you this whole principle is you read page 64, resentment is a manifestation of self in our lives and we call them mine. There you go. That's the principle we just spoke about. Self manifests certain ways. Resentment is one of them. Yeah, that's its condition. It has a weird way of seeing things, usually as a threat to possibly what it wants. Yeah, that's its condition. As soon as we read a sentence about its condition, we react as if, as if it's our condition. That's the underlying problem of the activity. We keep aligning ourselves to it with its condition, and therefore that inner resource stays unsuspected. Even though we read about God or energy, it doesn't seem to be doing shit in our life. Maybe you'll get a parking space in front of the meeting and stuff, or a date or something like that. Yeah? It's so meager. So we keep hearing about it, and we call it us. It's yapping all fucking day about its condition. Yeah. It talks ad nauseum about its condition. It acts, it's living as if it's you, but it's not. That's the point. Yeah. Would you be that interested in changing it if you saw it wasn't you? No, you fucking wouldn't. You would lose interest in all those three years of therapy and fucking, you know, it's sort of like the dog has a nature. Yeah. I'm not a great disciplinarian. It needs to be go to obedience school. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It doesn't work anyway. I remember when we went to obedience school. It was I it was it was very clear it wasn't gonna happen. You know what I mean? Just all these other dogs, they were just barking and fucking going crazy. There's no fucking obedient being obedience being learned. But I learned something that ain't gonna happen that way. Yeah. We keep calling its condition, this mental fucking head our condition that's the fundamental pivot point that we're attempting to focus on because it gets lost in the fucking drift it does intentionally the head does not want this whole idea of hating yourself and being your own worst enemy it's got to lead you to another possibility i mean if I if I see which is my own worst enemy as not me, there's going to be an outgrowing of being directed by my own worst enemy. <laughs> it just is. Yes. Once you get a smell of greener pastures, you're going to move to the greener pastures. <laughs> you're not going to try to convince it to move to the greener pastures. You're going to recognize its limitations and exactly where it resides. It does not have to permeate your life. It has its little pirate radio station in the mental activity. Yes? Yeah. 
My fucking elbows never listened to it. My knee never listened to it. The ankles, my toes, no. They never fucking listened to it at all. They probably get a lot of anxious effects thinking shit must be happening up there, but there's no apparent threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How many times have you had a rush of adrenaline by mental anxiety, unless maybe a panic attack? That's on a high level of faith in, you know, the head, right? I've had adrenaline when I needed adrenaline, like being in the water and seeing a shark. I was drenched in adrenaline. That, that was fear. Yeah. Mental anxiety is something else. Completely something else. We have a memory of fear and it triggers that memory. The head uses that stick to point out another stick, yeah? So you get prodded with mental anxiety and the reaction is fear. Yes? Wow. Talk about becoming obedient to being trained. The head has trained us as, as a mimicking of what it says. It says something and then we mimic it. You know what I mean? I've watched people, really, they were sober, but they weren't because the head said they weren't sober, but they were sober. Yeah. Physically, they hadn't used, but they knew they were going to use. Isn't that insane? So they weren't really at the meeting that they were attending because they were at the mental meeting up there, which is, I'm going to use. They weren't using. No recognition of that. Yeah. They were in somewhere else at a meeting. No recognition of that. Just everything that was recognized was up here. A fucking forecast based on false evidence. Yeah. So check on its condition and meet it with your, it's not my condition. Thank God. Then you won't. Why do you want to have guilt? about shit it did. The Toyota that was driven to the bank by the bank robbers did not rob the bank. It was not an accessory to a crime. It's a Toyota. Yeah. We're something that can be used. We can be used by the old employer or the new employer. Yeah. You give all gratitude and greatness to the new employer. What about giving where credit is due to the old employer and be free from that guilt and shame. Yeah. Have you done what I have not gone on all fours looking for cocaine on a rug in 35 years. Yeah. I, I don't see lint as cocaine. I don't see an old piece of an aspirin as a rock. I don't. You know what I mean? I hardly get compelled to get on all fours unless the ball, my dog's ball, went underneath the couch. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't done it in 35 years. What's the difference? Well, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you see when, really? Do you truly want 
to be bound to guilt and shame based on believing you had to been the, you had to have been the doer of all that shit you were driven to or compelled to or imposed by yeah even in the wording in the book there's an out yeah if you're driven you're not the fucking driver yeah blame the driver yeah yeah tell the truth about what has defeated you you haven't you are that which seemingly has been defeated and it can only be seemingly you can never be defeated by self never it can appear as if you are but no matter how low you go you'll see yes it always happens anyone can get fucking sober as long as they're able to be honest and shit like that yes and even them can do it so no matter how bad you were it does not put out that possibility of sobriety does it ever no i've seen guys i thought this was a great example when i was younger in aa i met a guy who was got sober at 75 and my little street little mind said why the fuck would you want to get sober at 75 might as well drink you know to get loaded until you die you only got a couple of years probably you know what i mean that was my old idea and then he said and he he was 86 at the time he had 11 years of sobriety and he had done all this great stuff he had helped all these people and everything like that i said wow that opened up a whole new idea in me it was pretty cool because i thought fuck it 75 i'll just shoot some coke and die you know looking great i'll go out with a bang but no, he found it. Ne it's never too late. Yes, that's the beauty. His whole life got blossomed at 75. Yeah. We just have tons of old ideas and they're not ours. You don't need to be beholden to them. You don't, yeah. I'll, I'll die to be right. I'm not willing to die anymore to be right. I feel basically... From anyone else's view, you could be wrong in any moment. Yeah. And who says my view is more valid than them? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Paul. Uh, next up, we have Sally. Hello, Sally. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I've, it's kind of strange, right? Because in the morning, I, I'm, I've got a habit. I read about God through a guy called Henri Nouwen. He's French, or he was French. He's dead. I think he's Belgian. Anyway, he speaks French. His name is French. But um, he writes about stuff like sin and evil. And like a few years ago, I'd have been like, no, I'm not reading anything with those words that might call me evil, even though the first thing I ever went to a therapist about was the idea that I was evil, which I don't think anymore. So that's good. And this guy also wrote a book about the prodigal son. And uh, when I read it, I thought, oh, good, it's going to save me. So I thought I was trying to use it, right, to save me, like from the pigsty. And I was going to walk back and everyone was going to, um, I was going to be a, hero again yeah so I'm really um but I read this God stuff every day because it it just it's so extraordinary what he writes like the clarity and it just works and so I my old filters and 
rules about what's acceptable and what isn't seem to have gone and that's really good and then um I'm still going to my clinic which is great and then because of the way they uh no because of what happens there um often I get insights and I think oh hold on I think all oh, right that's the best insight now I've got the answer to everything is my one it was I don't like taking responsibility but what's good is that they just come and then they go again and before when I had an insight like everyone has insights right they doesn't change anything mostly I would hold on to it write about it um decide I'd found the answer to everything. And this time they just come as like a perspective, like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And and then they're gone again. And that's really, really, that's really new for me because I loved insights. I've always loved insights of, you know, because the, the you see them and then you get on the horse and off you go into the sunset thinking, right, now I know that I'm blah, blah, blah. Now I, I'm gonna be free. That didn't work. So, yeah, so that's good. That's what's been happening for me. Well, to me, the insight would be like a pebble that hits the pond. To jump in to get the rock, you miss the point. It's the, the vibration that sets off those patterns is really the effect of the insight. The insight's like a delivery. You'll see its effect over the next few months you live. Yeah. But to collect insights. Yeah. You know what I mean? You end up, you collect the shell and the thing that the living thing that was in it is, is uh, underemphasized, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So like insight, the head gets hold of it. An insight yeah. hits this pond and then there's ripples. Yeah. The 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 rock just goes to the bottom quickly, but its effect, the ripples go, they keep going until they hit a shore or something. Yes. So this to me is what happens. An insight hits ripples and then it hits to your it it brings you to your pay scale or maybe even farther. Yeah. And so other possibilities, the seed of other possibilities are delivered by that ripple. That's my feeling. Yeah. So they're not, uh, they're not enclosed in themselves. Something opens up and there's an effect. Yeah. Like the insight that I was fucked and I wasn't managerial quality, uh, on the surface of my life that's still rippling that insight it's still rippling yeah it's affected 35 years of this life right because yeah i had a i and now i realize as you're saying and now i realize it came from another came from an old teacher like oh insights won't get you anything but it's more than like saying, okay, now I've got this, now I'm going to control the outcome of that observation. It's more like allowing it to, almost like a surrender, right? Okay, that's how it's been. The thing is, you don't allow anything. 
you just don't, uh, there's not like, uh, the, the mm. not allowing weakens. Yes. <laughs> Shit's going to happen. You don't need to allow it to happen. It's the, <laughs> yeah, it's more of a negation of that, which doesn't allow shit to happen. Yes. Yeah. Insights are seeds. Something grows out of it. Yeah. But if you keep the insight out of the soil, it can't grow. So the insight just doesn't stay up in the head. It grows into your life as an effect. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Then if there's the claiming of insights, it's like self-knowledge. It avails you nothing. Yeah. Because what's getting emphasized is the one who had the insight, like usual, which is now the self that had the insight, how incredibly clear the self is. It had this insight. That's all. That's what happens. Yeah. Something can claim it and turn it for its own use. And then something can break through that claiming by realizing it's not you. And then you'll be, you'll be at the effect of its own use, the insight. Yes. Not how the head wants to put it to use, but its own use. Yeah. It's quite different. It's like the intuitive thought and shit they talk about in AA. Yeah. And it's all about allowing, which is just a weakening of that, which doesn't allow. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. The head is like my dog. So this dog that we have is a breed and they're jealous. If you see it, you'll see a lot of YouTube videos about the hilarity of how jealous dogs are, you know, concerning their master, their owners and shit, or just anyone really. So this dog, we had some people over at the house and it was very engaged with everyone. And the people that live behind us, there's a fence, they have two dogs. So I've, my other, my dog will never let me go up to those two dogs. It just jumps right in. And so I thought it, it was, it was uh, occupied sufficiently. I could say hello to this dog. In a second, it was in there between me and the fence and the other dogs doing its thing. It's just, it's of its nature. Yes. The head is quite like that. The head claims whatever you come in contact with. So if there's an insight, it claims to be the one who had the insight. And then claiming the one who had the insight newt is the effect of the insight. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> you get you may still have an insight, but it's been it's been uh, genetically modified, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> it's going to grow a big head of self. <laughs> it's good to know this. You don't do anything about it. You just see it. And then in just seeing it, things can change. Yeah. It loves you to engage and I'm going to wrestle it and get that insight back. That's the self wrestling self. You don't, you just don't get into the ring. You just let it fight it out between itself. It's two. It's the objective self and the subjective self. Fucking, you just stay out of the fray and just fucking, you know, 
plant some fucking basil in the yard or whatever. Yeah. So there you go, honey. You got to be careful. Some people uh, are familiar and used, they're used to living in the head predominantly. And so it's nice to sort of, uh, you know, jump in cold water or shit like that, just to shake you, shock you into the fact that there is a body experience going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's healthy. So thank you, Sally. Always happy to hear from you. Thank you. Remember, you're, you're completely participating at all times. You don't need to get a... Uh, that's why we use the term action figure. What does that mean? An action figure is engaged in action. We're participating. <laughs> this event is a participatory event, don't you feel? <laughs> so if I'm at a baseball game, I'm not participating in the baseball game. My role is participating, watching the baseball game. Yes. Everything is a participation. <laughs> I'm above the fray. No, <laughs> we're all swimming. We're all getting dirty. <laughs> uh, I'm not a part of anything. Yes, you are. Yes. The way it goes. The man in the high castle. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Sir. Just check out. Thank you, Sally. Just check, check out the conditions that rain in the head and just entertain the possibility that they're not yours. I'm not saying there aren't conditions. I'm just saying they're not yours. Yeah. And maybe you'll start finding your conditions out. You really, it'll be novel. It'll be new. You really will. You'll feel like you don't know what's going on most of the time. This, Cause there's so many different conditions changing and everything that, yeah. And, uh, and then all those, you know, keeping all the surveillance cameras on yourself will be fucking turned off. You'll just, you'll be grazing somewhere. <laughs> it's not a like a, you know, it's these people that have like, they get a hit on what everyone's doing at every second or TikTok or something. You'll be, you'll be, your life will be blacked out for hours. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing anything of much importance most of the day. <laughs> Can you imagine sending your breakfast menu to people as if they're really that interested? <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? 
oh, let me sit. I'm going to talk, talk to my friend. I'm having a sesame bagel with some cream cheese. I think it's Philadelphia cream cheese. On, a, on and on. Yeah. Wow. I'm thinking of granola tomorrow. I'll send you the pics. <laughs> oh, I want to be free of all this. Well, <laughs> something keeps constantly reinforcing it. I guess maybe you got to tell the truth. What's saying it wants to be free doesn't want to be free. <laughs> you better get clear on that. Self will say it wants to be free with no intention of being free. <laughs> with none whatsoever yeah <laughs> get free from that get free from the allegiance to that and maybe you'll find your own way so to speak yes hmm. we also always used to share about this lady we were coming in to do a talk in a rural area outside of boston and we got there late it was like 11.30 at night. And pretty much the whole countryside was asleep. And then there was this, uh, an event happening at this railroad crossing. And there's all these lights and the cops and everything. And we pull up and we stop and we go, officer, what's going on? And he tells us, well, some lady was listening to a GPS and turned on the railroad tracks and drove about 20 yards down the tracks. Now, I would imagine she must have heard something when she got on the tracks. Yet the faith in the GPS, because the GPS was saying 200 feet and your destination is on the right. <laughs> I'm driving down the tracks. <laughs> That's insane. For a little voice to override your own experience of the whole underside of the car is getting ripped up. <laughs> and you keep going. That's better than 800 books. Just see that. The faith in the GPS. Don't you ever notice they usually say it? People drive off docks and shit. So they're in the fog and the GPS is wrong and they drive right off the fucking pier <laughs> to the water. <laughs> Just And they're only listening to one thing, which is the GPS. The GPS says, make a right. And then, you know, when you go over a pier, they're like planks. So you're like, <laughs> make a right. <laughs> what? And it, woo, they finally, it finally dawns on them when the cold water rushes into the car. I would that would capture out to lunch, don't you think? This thing is telling you your condition as if it's its condition. Yeah. It's it's afraid, you're afraid. It's resentful, you're resentful. It's afraid it's not gonna get what you want. It compels you to do shit and step on people's toes because you're so afraid you're not gonna get what you essentially need beyond anything else that you're almost apt to do anything. That can be corrected so easily. 
in recovery. Yes? Oh, sorry. I'm going on and on today. But I just want to humbly leave us with this. There is a condition that says it's having all the conditions. Yeah. We are not that condition. It is just a condition, but its assumption is it's having all the conditions. And it informs us of, us of what it thinks its condition is, and we seem to take its condition as our condition. This can change with just awareness of it, really. Yeah? You don't have to do much, just see it. The one quality that is our greatest quality is the equality of awareness, yeah? We can become aware of stuff that we seem to not be aware of for years, but we can become aware. And when we become aware, that which we become aware of has a possibility of change or alteration or stuff like that, yes? Here's a, a humble invitation. Read page 64. It's clearly defining the exact nature of the problem. Self is what has defeated us. Yes? It's through self-hate. Self is hating self. You do not hate yourself. You and I are not doing the act of being identified. We're listening to the act of being identified. And without any counter uh, invitation, we've taken this, this presentation as the presentation. We believe we are that which is talking to us about its condition. <laughs> And we've adapted its conditions and our conditions. Yeah. Can you imagine, you know, its condition concerning dying, it's super afraid of dying, yes? Probably, most of the time is. Why is it super afraid of dying? Who knows? I would say because it's never actually lived in a way. And therefore, it keeps telling us we're afraid of dying. We're afraid of dying. We're afraid of dying. Can you imagine something that is going to happen? It's, it's, uh, it's a fact in this event, isn't it? Death. To have this constant chorus that you're afraid of it seems insane, doesn't it? You're not afraid of losing self. Self is afraid of losing self. You'd be a fucking happy character. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah. Self is afraid of losing self. It's hoping to convince you of that 
so that you won't entertain the possibility that you're anything other than self, which then will be entertaining all your possibilities and they will be severely limited based on what's entertaining them, which is self. It has a self-centered agenda and it wants to reinforce its position and weaken other possibilities. Yeah, there you go. If you don't see it, you're going to look from it. If you're looking from it, you can't see it. Yeah, that's simple. So thank you so much for today. Um, we're in this together. Thank you. You know, we're all here to share. And I hope what you say brings lightness to me. And I hope what happens here will bring light to us and uh i truly believe light begets light and uh a little can go a long way so yeah 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 all right mike thank you so much and let me say goodbye to everyone yeah is that all right if we have a question is i have nowhere to go actually but no we, we have no other hands up at the moment also all right. It's a good time to stop. Yeah. We have Sally as thank you, Sally, a fully participatory event. Yes. We've got Dana. Dana, thank you for your share before the talk. You're in good hands, honey. Yes. Al Vegas, as always, Mickey. Al has something about the, the number eight, but uh I don't want to go into it right now. Mickey. Nice to see you, honey. Chris from Massachusetts. Always a pleasure. We've got a, who's this lovely person? I can't see their name. Oh, wait a minute. I lost you, but I'm looking right at you. Oh, it's Mia. There she is. She's in her uh, a giant chair. Walter. My brother from another mother. Gary. You're starting to feel better, Gary? I am. I can walk up and down little hills. So, oh, great. Doing great. much better. Thanks. Fantastic. Fantastic. Michael Stacy, always a pleasure, Hunt Bro. We got Isha. That's so nice you give us the Isha because I looked at the A O I S E and it was, uh, uh, I was lost. But the Isha, fantastic. Thank you. David, David S., nice to see you down there. We're all going to be in, some of us are going to be in Sicily. It's going to rush up on us. It's going to be good. Joseph, Joseph is moving around. Now I've seen him in three locations in the last week or so. And he looks like he got a haircut and stuff. What's happening, Joseph? Uh, nothing much for just traveling later and cutting my hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Joseph. Nice to hear from you. Dirk, you nice to see you, Dirk. Claire, Ramsgate. Wow. Ramsgate. Sounds like an old Viking thing. That's cool. Roman. Ah, Roman. Mr. Roman Mueller. I'll be seeing you. Yeah. Oops, John, Florida. Nice to see you, Roman. Say something. Say hello. 
Likewise. Thank you. Nice to see you, bro. Florida, John. Nice to see you, John. Kaiser, Minnesota. Sean. I don't know where Sean is. There he is. All right here, Paul. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome, bro. Appreciate yes, sir. you, Paul, too. And there's Verena. Verena. All's well, honey? Oh, good. Good. We got Oliver in Berlin holding down the fort. Colin, Alex, and Jacob. Oh, great. Nice to see them. Or not see them. Cassandra. Very good. Rob in Kentucky. We got Diraj is listening. Let's see. We have Claire. We got that. We got all these folks, I think. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you for uh, the wonderful opportunity. Oh, Christine from Kona. Zoe. I almost missed these folks. Uh, I think I got everyone now. Hey, thanks. Have a nice day. And uh, remember, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Paul.